Michelle Constant on SAFM. We're turning to a man who's a great poet, he's a playwright, he's a literary translator, a difficult job indeed, and he's also a journalist. Sandile Ngide, thank you so much for joining her. Thank you very much, Michelle. The honor is mine. No, the honor is mine. Hallelujah. <laughs> the people shall share the honor. <laughs> we'll share the honor. So I'm going to yes. go to a book that was uh, launched last week. Uh, and my apologies if I spell it, in, if I pronounce it incorrectly. Mintiro Yavula Vula, Arts, National Identity and Democracy in South Africa. It was launched by the Mistra Institute last week. And it focuses on... Um, Identity, as it says, national identity, the arts, democracy, what does it mean to be South African? But through the concepts of creativity. And Sandile, you wrote a fabulous chapter, I have to say, on Lewis and Corsi, uh, the great South African author and intellectual. So I wanted to celebrate. I thought, let's use this time and celebrate Lewis and Corsi. Look at the book as well and um, talk about the man who had so much to say in terms of his writing. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Michelle, again. And, 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 and good morning to you and your listeners. You know, uh, it is imperative that one begins by uh, paying tribute to the visionary, visionary fortitude of uh, uh, Mistra, mm. uh, you know, uh, a critical institution in our times for constantly uh, reading, you know, the mood of the country from different lenses, yeah. critically looking at where things could go, could, could be going right and where things, uh, you know, could be improved. And this is the exercise that essentially, you know, we had an opportunity to be involved in through this book. And uh, this is a book, uh, you know, uh, that, we, 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 that, that I co-edited with Professor Innocentia Mshambi from Vets University. Uh, but to come back to your question, and thank you very much for the kind words, uh, you know, uh, you know, of, of I mean, we, 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 when you refer to, 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 to Louis Ngozi and the legacy that he represents, it's definitely a rich legacy that begins uh, with a career, you know, in, in journalism, in, in Guazuru Natal, uh, then called Natal, uh, at Ilanga newspaper, and then moving on, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the mid-50s to, to drum, you know, the famed uh, drum magazine and, 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 and participating, you know, in that, uh, uh, you know, renaissance of sorts, where there was such a ferment of intellectual, uh, uh, creative, artistic thought uh, and, in, and output from different angles. And, and, and Lewis Ngozi comes from that, you know, from that uh, rich, uh, you know, in a tradition, so to speak, and, and, and having learned from, from some of the best at the time, including the iconic uh, Ken Temba, uh, you, know, yeah. you, know, you, know, who, you know, who was, who, who, who was possibly, you know, the doyen, I mean, the, the leading figure, uh, you know, at Drum Magazine at the time. And, and, and uh, though he was not an editor, of course, you know, because of so many things. But Louis Gossi draws from that, amongst other things. And then he moves in 1960 into, into, into exile. You know, it, it, I mean, at first it was not exile, really. He had just wanted to go and study, you know, at Harvard because he had, he had, he had, been, he had won a scholarship to study, an Iman fellowship to study. But in those days, it was that rule that, you know, uh, I'm calling it a rule, really, because an imposition, uh, where somebody that was deemed unfit to return uh, you know, deemed unfit by the apartheid state to return to South Africa, 
could 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 opt for an exit permit, and that is what hmm. he you know he opted for. So essentially, saying I'm signing off myself involuntary, wow. for that matter, yeah. from the country of my birth, and he he, he would then move on to participate in different uh, historic moments, both in in Africa and and, and, and in the U.S. Uh, he covered for the uh, the the Biafran War on behalf of the of the of the Observer, uh, you know, and and that was a horrible moment. And he did also cover the civil rights movement again for the Observer and participated uh, in some of the of the of the most uh, important uh, chapters of of, of of literary and artistic, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, a history, so to speak, uh, in the world, particularly uh, in the Black world. And you see in his writing a deliberate, a deliberate inflection of a black consciousness, pan-Africanist mm. uh, 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 tradition or trope, and and he goes back to South Africa from exile, so to speak, uh, metaphorically, to diagnose its various ills, and he suggests, and this is uh, you know the essence of my, of, of my of my chapter, that South Africa is a monstrous. A psychiatric ward mm. where where different you know you know bodily violations on black people you know are being meted out by a violent state a private state and also you know the psychological you know you know a, a malaise you know of, of of this society is 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 not really one that is that one could say is naturally induced or it's psychological in the in the biological uh, scientific sense but this has to do with the political you know machinations of the time the yeah. desire to oppress the desire to exploit the desire to beastify black bodies and black people so that it it makes sense you know for the for the for the for the profit uh, making you know you know uh, priorities of the, of you know of, of the state and and, 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 and and big capital, you know, so you to know, speak. I, Sandila, you know, I'm, I'm interested if you, in the book in, or in your chapter, you, you mentioned quite a few of uh, Lewis and Corsi's work, obviously Mating Birds. Um, if you had to suggest to someone, start with one of Lewis and Corsi's books, which one would you choose? I would suggest that we, you know, uh, Mating Birds is mm. the book to start with. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's also not. It's also you know, Gossi writes in a very minimalistic uh, style, and and he uses a great deal of irony. The story that he writes about is devastating because it has mm. to do with the alleged rape of a white woman by a black man. You know, along uh, somewhere, you know, in the you know along, uh, you know, the Devon, the the, the, the Devon Esplanade, and we know that you know the crime of rape. Is a heinous crime, but he. But in this case, it is not clear, you know, whether the, the yes. actual rape Correct. did yeah. take place uh, uh, and so on. But this is how he begins to to, to tackle the obsession, uh, you know, that uh, the, the apartheid state had with controlling the movements of, of people, freedom of speech, freedom of, of, of expression, and so on, so that even if there was an attraction between the two individuals involved in the text. Uh, you know, the apartheid state made it illegal for that, you know, you know, uh, sensual possibility to, to occur. 
so so or, or, or romantic you know possibilities you know were were banned you know by you know by by, by law in South Africa. So so that book is a beautiful introduction, and also because he writes with a great deal of irony and wit. Yes, absolutely. So in as much as yes, it's <laughs> devastating his kind of humor. As as much as you are reading a horrible story, you know, in the background, you cannot help yourself but chuckle in several of the pages that you read. Sandile, one of the things that you raise in your chapter, which I I found very potent, was this idea of... uh, it, it, it appears that Lewis and Corsi was not a man to shy away from from challenging everyone, whether you were black or white, white as an author. So your 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 skill as a writer was was core and critical. So it's not just a case of oh, I'm a writer and I write what I like and boom, it goes out there. It's about how good can you really and truly make your uh, your offering be. Which I think is is very powerful because it, it's quite challenging to to all of us who would like to be creatives. Definitely, you know, every day one can get better. So the yeah. poem that you wrote yesterday can be improved upon tomorrow. Yes, uh, you know. So 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 Louis Ngozi had 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 this a commitment, uh, you know, to to raise the bar in as far as artistic, particularly literary artistic expression yes. uh, was concerned. And his primary concern was black writing, and uh, he had he had read at the time, you know, I mean, and until his death, he kept on writing and commenting on various, uh, you know, authors uh, from different parts of the world, but particularly uh, South Africa, black and white, and and, and 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 other parts of the black diaspora, people like uh, James Baldwin and so on. And his 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 major 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 argument was that. If you if you performed your art pretty well, if you if you polished your craft as the novelist, as the playwright, and so on, that was the highest form of protest, mm. and that in itself. And and if you if you, if you listen to this argument carefully, you realize in fact that he was and he was diagnosing how power works really, because if we write pamphlets, they are pamphlets. They are relevant today because they are going to a rally, but tomorrow they are irrelevant. But if you write works that will endure, they have a legacy. that will shake the you know the you yeah. know the, the the iconic features of an establishment, then you are doing something higher than just uh, uh, shouting Amanda and, and Viva Mandela, Viva Sobowe, and so on. And this is how, in my view, that very same lens is still critical. Even today, as we engage with the democratic state, and most of us, and I must say this, most of us engage uh, with the state from the position of saying this is our democracy, this is our country, this is our government, and it must do better. How can our government, the people's government, have, 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 have those that have given power, those that uh, you know, are, are given serious responsibilities, uh, being the ones who steal from the most vulnerable in society. And these are the questions that we must never shy away from. We must never uh, believe at all or be intimidated into submission or believe that uh, there comes a time when we must just relax and say it's party time. So, it's never party time, <laughs> really. Well, here's my question to you. See, one of the things... and. and 
in fact, it's not even a question. It's just a comment because I do want to kind of, is that what I loved was when we said, could we talk to you? You said, yes, but there's music that has to go with this as well. <laughs> and I, I thought that was brilliant because it talked uh, to, you. you mentioned the Renaissance world, you know, the title of your of the chapter, you know, uh, refers to this kind of mad, mad world, as you said, the kind of psychiatric world that mm. needed to be diagnosed. But in many ways, party time was was a means to to an end. The music and the time was was critical to standing up and fighting and shouting. And as you say, um, I mean, you chose Miles Davis, Bye Bye Blackbird, as one of the choice of your songs that you said should be played, which is playing in the background. But this idea of getting out and, as you say, one can never sit back. It's That's time it. to be bold and to stand up and be seen and be heard. And he said that then, and it refers now. Definitely. And we must never shy away from that responsibility. We must just keep on on, 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 on speaking truth to power. Never, never doubt ourselves when we do that, because we're doing it because we must do it. Nobody else will do it on our behalf. I want to just close off with uh, the idea of speaking truth to power, but the ability to do that through culture and the arts, and in this case, words and writing. As you mentioned, the book is being released at a very pertinent and potent time. Talk to us about that briefly. You know, the book is, is also trying to look at the policy uh, direction uh, as spearheaded uh, by the Department of Arts and Culture. Uh, it's also sports now. So, yeah. so, so it's essentially saying, how has this dispensation responded with vigor, you know, to the challenges mm-hmm. of our time? How have certain concepts not worked? And where, where are the fault lines that may need to be re-looked at? And we've got different contributions from a wide array of, 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 of scholars. Yes. Some of them quite young. Some of them, you know, are people, in fact, like uh, like uh, Judge Alti Sachs, Jerry yeah, uh, Gilda, yeah. uh, Wally Sorot, and so on, who were there when some of these policies were being uh, formulated. And, and this book says to us, uh, let us re-look, you know, let us go back. Uh, to the drawing board and help, you know, through through policies that are more dynamic and more responsive to the challenges of poverty, the challenges of, of inequality, injustices, because we all know this, that despite clamorings uh, of a rainbow nation, South Africa remains a country of immense contradictions and, 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 and they are undergathered in the main by the injustices uh, uh, you know, relating to poverty, to access to, to resources, critical resources uh, that, that the state, you know, uh, should be providing to our people and so on. So, so these are some of the, of the questions. So the book is also an opportunity to raise questions and, and continue the debate on how to make South Africa, you know, a better country for all, to make South Africa great again. Are you confident? I'm very confident because <laughs> we are still alive. <laughs> we are still alive, indeed. Sandile and thank you so much for joining us. And and I would like to just uh, praise you and say I follow you on Twitter and I find your application to the social medium really, really valuable. So thank you very much.
So, thank you so much. Sandile Ngide, he's a poet, he's a playwright, he's a journalist, he's a literary translator, and he's the author of a chapter on Lewis and Corsi in the book Mintiro Ya Vula Vula Arts, National Identity and Democracy and in South Africa, which was launched last week by MISTRA, which is the uh, uh, institute, the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. And as Sandile so rightfully says, a pertinent and potent time to release a book with a diversity of authors, both uh, intergenerational authors. There's Justice Albi Sachs, but there's also Rafilwe Lapere, and there's writings about Fees Must Fall, uh, about culture in various different uh, areas and engagement as well. So it's a really fabulous book. Get onto the Mistra website, check it out and uh, see if there's a way that you can get it as well. It is well worth the read. I haven't read all the chapters, but certainly the ones that I've read are fascinating in a time like this.